Welcome to the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast, bringing you open and honest conversations about resources in Tuscarawas County. Now here's your host, Jody Salvo. Hi, this is Jody Salvo. Welcome to another podcast with the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition. First, we're really glad you're here today, and we have a special guest. We have Mario Avale. Yep. I got that right, huh? Yeah, that's right. Mario's with Ohio Guidestone, and he is a school-based counselor, and you know what? I'm going to learn, just as you all are today, what schools he's in, what that looks like as a school-based counselor. Um, so I'm just going to go right to Mario. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Uh, well, a little bit about myself. Yeah, uh, go ahead. I, I just got into the profession, um, actually, when I started with Ohio Guidestone. Okay. Um, this is my first my first gig as a social worker, as a counselor. So what were you doing before that? I was in the Marine Corps for about 15 years. Okay, I got to say Marine Corps to counselor. That, that's a <laughs> jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely a transition, that's for sure. But, I just got to ask, so what got you um, from Marine Corps to well, counselor? Well, okay, so I guess a little bit about me personally is uh, I deployed to okay. Iraq, Afghanistan, and... Um, my last deployment in Afghanistan was pretty rough. Okay. I was doing uh, basically training. We were training in the uh, Afghan army. Okay. And uh, so we worked a lot with them, and we worked a lot in the local villages and uh, uh, ex- experienced a big culture shock. Oh, when, you're, sure. when, you, when you first go overseas anywhere, when you go to some place where there's new, new people, mm-hmm. um, you got to get used to the culture. You got to try to fit in as quick as possible. And uh, there was a lot that we experienced out there that was tough. Um, but uh, just uh, the experiences that I had out there, it kind of changed changed me. I came back. I was diagnosed with depression and then PTSD and okay. bipolar uh, type 2. And so I got in heavily involved in counseling. And, um, you know, for myself, you know, using uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. And um, I found that I really liked it. I really enjoyed working with these counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists. And um, it was, it was, it was eye-opening to me to, to learn that, uh, you know, there's a way to help people. Um, You can sit down with anybody and you can talk with them. Um, But knowing the science behind it was, was really neat. Uh, so that's kind of how I got into this. Oh my goodness. Okay. For first, thank you for your service. Thank you. And, uh, thank you for just even opening up about that because, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's a big, it's important part of me. Like, I mean, there's no escaping, um, just who I am now because of, of the 15 years, it's a long time. And, uh, so, uh, I try to bring, um, aspects of of who i've become uh to uh, working with the kids in school and i think it makes me a little bit fun well i'm almost i'm also impressed we got a guy school counselor for all of you all that don't know that's 
we don't have a lot of sky counselors out there. Yeah, I, and, yeah. you know, I know in the program that I do in the schools, I just want a guy sometimes because we want that role model and, yeah. you know, someone that can relate a little bit differently. So you, you bring a couple things to the table, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> my supervisor. She calls me the unicorn because uh, we're not common, <laughs> you know, uh, guy counselors and then doing it with the kids. Uh, so uh, I, I have a lot of fun. So tell us about school counseling. Okay, so school counseling for me has been an adventure. Um, Like I said, this is my first job. Okay. Uh, Now what grades are you serving? I'm working with uh, mostly uh, second grade through uh, seniors in high school. So it's the whole whole spectrum. that alone is challenging yeah, to go yeah, from a yeah. seven-year-old to a eighteen-year-old. Okay, so that's one of the big challenges that uh, school counselors we have. Um, we try to play by by the rules. We try to be accommodating okay. to the needs of the student and the needs of the school. Um, and sometimes that can be really hard because we want to be able to pull the kids and spend you know as much time as they can stand uh, with them, working with them, uh, getting to know them, them getting to know us. Um, but we got to make sure that we're not pulling them out of classes. And that's, that's been, that's been a big trouble, a, a, not a trouble, but it's been a, it's been challenge. difficult. Yeah. It's been a challenge to try to get used to, um, when you, uh, I did my internship doing outpatient, uh, outpatient substance use. Um, so, so, you know, you've got the, I'm laughing. If you don't know this, that that's a really big swing right there. So <laughs> yeah. your learning curve had to have been really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I guess I, yeah, it's been, it's been steep <laughs> to say the least. So how many districts are y'all in? Well, we, uh, our agency is covering, uh, pretty much all of Tuscarawas County. Okay. Uh, I work specifically with Newcomerstown school district and, uh, Tusky Valley. Okay. Great districts yeah. to work with. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> they, they share the same, uh, they do <laughs> mascot as well. So that's <laughs> a little tr- bit. Yeah. You got the Trojans, yeah. anyway you look at it. Huh? It's a little bit uh, interesting too, but yes, absolutely. Um, the support I've gotten um, from the administrative staff um, at both of those school districts has been amazing. Um, I absolutely, last year was working with Tus- Tusky Valley okay. and uh, formed, I think, very, very strong relationships with with their uh, the principals. Mm-hmm. And uh, their insight and their care for these kids is amazing. And I'm experiencing the same thing uh, with Newcomerstown. And I, it's, it's wonderful to work with people who care genuinely about the same people that you care with. It makes a big difference. Nice, nice, nice. So, I've worked with both of those districts, and they have very similar feel, like mm-hmm. as far as administration yeah. and yeah. staff and how they care for their kids. Yeah, definitely, and how they care for the kids. Now, school-based counseling is probably something not everybody's familiar with, because right. that's been newer yeah. over the years that's, yeah. that's something new I, it, it creates a vehicle for students to be seen that might not be able to come to an office absolutely. right absolutely yeah. you, you tell people a little bit about school-based counseling how how do people access it how are you identified how does billing happen okay um yeah so we work pretty closely with the school counselors um and a lot of the time Real quick, what's the difference between a school counselor and the school-based counselor oh, okay. from the agency? So a guidance counselor, somebody you'd be more familiar yeah. with that, guidance counselor. Um, so a lot of the times the kids have been working with the guidance counselor for a little while, right? 
Um, but then the school gets a school-based counselor like me. Um, and when, in most cases, when there's a little bit more behind the kid than the guidance counselor knows that they want to try to address okay. um, in those short little moments they have together, um, they'll refer them to us. And so uh, the process is pretty simple. We get a bunch of the information from the kids, uh, their parents. They sign like a release of information, which is vital because that lets me communicate with the school staff. Okay. And that's, so we're all on the same page and we're all pulling for the kid. And um, once we get that done, we're, we're, we're doing our intake. And uh, we, most of the time, m- most of the kids that I'm working with are Medicaid. Um, so that's a great. A Gets great rid of service. a whole bunch of barriers. Yeah. If someone is it, on Medicaid, they might not have transportation. Everything becomes available to them. And, and so the wonderful thing is, is that I can see these kids who might not have the means to get to, you know, the office and uh, I can see them right there in school. And when they're having a hard day, uh, the school guidance counselor can give me a call. Mario, I need some help. You know, so-and-so is having a hard day. Okay. I'll be right there. So I, and head down and I can see them right then and there where they're at, where they know that they're safe. Okay. That's a big thing, I think. So So I just want to clarify on that guidance counselor, that school professional, a lot of times they're not a clinical counselor. A lot of times counselor. they aren't, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if everybody knows that because you think, you know, if you're a child's struggling in the school that that guidance counselor at the school might be that person to meet with you. And, right. and yet what's happening with districts is they're identifying counseling agencies to really come in and meet with their students. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, we're filling that gap um, that the school doesn't, doesn't provide because most of the time they can't. Um, the guidance counselors have a lot of school planning that they have to do, a lot of test administration that they have to do, things like that. So when the kids are having a hard time, the the great thing about somebody like me being there is they, they've got somebody to talk to, somebody to decompress with. So um, so how many students do you see? Uh, I'm seeing about 30 right now. Okay. Yeah, so we, we've got big caseloads, but it's Now, both it's of those schools are not meeting right now. So if you right. have kiddos... <laughs> yeah. Are you able to zoom in yeah. or continue? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, thank goodness for the internet. We can, uh, I can, I can do phone sessions or we can do zoom. I just did a zoom actually before you called me this afternoon. So that was a lot of fun and, uh, it's, it's different. It's, it's, uh, this whole COVID thing has made life challenging for all of us. Sure. And, uh, having to learn how to do this job in the middle of a pandemic has been <laughs> difficult. So, uh, but yeah, we're able to do the zoom, uh, phone calls. Uh, we try to keep our, our, our face to face contact, uh, limited, but yeah, we've got all those resources available. Now, let me ask you, um, now that we're learning how to do telecounseling, are you, have you met with parents yet? Oh yeah. In that same. Yeah. That's, that's a big part of the intake. Um, when we do the, you know, the initial exam mm-hmm. or we're, we're meeting the kids, we're meeting the family, um, the parents are, are going to come in. And most of the time I'm getting most of the information from mom or dad okay. or grandma. And uh, so we can try to, they can understand um, that I understand where they're coming from. Um, I actually want to make a note on that. Uh, if anybody out there that watches this is considering um, school-based counseling, um, 
we follow the same uh, mandated reporting. Um, But one thing I always try to stress to the parents when they come in is that they're, they're nervous, right? And a lot of them have had experiences with our job and family services Mm -hmm. system and things like that. I try to uh, reassure them that um, I'm, I'm here for you, the family, Um, because if if your son or daughter is happy, you're probably going to be happy too. And so we work together. I try to, and I try to take that element of teamwork and let them know that I can coach this, but if we're all on the same team together, um, we can make a big difference in everybody's life. And that's what we're trying to do. So. so one of the themes we've had all year is the whole COVID impact. Now you work with young people. Are you seeing themes? Are you seeing students that are having issues because of COVID? And what does that look like? Um, well, I'm grateful and thankful that, uh, none of my kids have gotten sick. Um, but so many of them do live with uh, grandma or grandpa and, uh, there's a lot of stress there because the kids kind of, regardless of whatever age they know they are, they know that something's not right. They know that things aren't the way they used to be. Um, kids are resilient and they can change and adapt. I think a lot quicker than we can, but, um, there, that concern is there. Um, I look at them and they all do their best to try to follow the rules. They mask mm-hmm. up. They, <laughs> they yeah, walk. I definitely think kids they, have done this much better than yeah, adults have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do what they got to do. And uh, But yeah, the, the concern there, uh, the big thing that the kids are sharing with me is that remote learning is difficult because you have to be a self-starter. And that's that's not something that a lot and of And that's us, a skill you learn over time yeah, too. Yeah, so Yeah, exactly. Um so it's been very difficult for them, the remote learning. And I, I know that the teachers are are struggling with it too. Um, they want to teach their kids face-to-face. They don't want to do it through a monitor. But uh, that's that's the common theme that I hear from the kids is just how difficult it is to do their schoolwork. And it does cause a lot of stress. Now, are you hearing students talk about change in relationships their friends and activities and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are missing out on uh, seeing grandma or seeing aunt and uncle or, um, you know, playing sports uh, or getting together with their friends, going to summer camp. That was a big thing. There were a few kids that were supposed to be going to summer camp um, and they they couldn't because it was closed. Um, So there's that impact as well. So yeah, definitely. We're, we're, I'm seeing the fallout from COVID affecting these kids when it comes to their personal lives a, a lot. And okay. for the, for these kids, especially our teenagers and our middle schoolers, um, it's gotten, it's gotten progressively harder to, for them to manage. Do you have any tips for parents, adults on how to support young people going through this? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that they're completely professional tips, um, but being a parent myself. Uh, How old are your kiddos? Well, my older two stepdaughters are 23 and 22 now. Okay. Uh, but my son and daughter are uh, 15 and 12. So they're right at that age um, with a lot of the kids that I'm working with. And uh, if one of the things I try to do is I try to encourage the kids, to any medium that they have that they can communicate with their friends, to take advantage of it. And I try to let them. Um, I know that a lot of parents have some reservations about video games and things like that, but um, the interaction that the kids get with their friends, just laughing, just playing, fighting a little bit sometimes, 
um, I think is invaluable right now, mm-hmm. especially when the kids can't, they can't see each other. They, I mean, your friend might live across the street and maybe mom and dad don't want you going over and that's okay. But we have to, we have to give our kids the opportunity to interact with their friends because those friendships are very, very important to them. And uh, when, when they don't have that access to those friends, to those relationships, it definitely affects them. I see a lot of depression creeping in from that. So just a topic about counseling and young people. We always have discussions about stigma around counseling. And, and I think you're, you're probably going to have the same experience that I do that comes from that older generation. This younger generation is probably pretty open to counseling. Can you kind of just let our viewers have your perspective about counseling and young people and how that can impact or change lives? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, so we all know that we all face times in our lives where we don't have all the answers. Um, like 2020? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 2020, and uh, I'm sure 2021 for me as well. Um, but uh, th- the values of counseling, um, we like to keep things to ourselves. We like to keep family problems to ourselves, keep it in the family. Um, and a lot of, I think a lot of parents have the fear that the kids are going to spill the beans on something. That's not what I am there for. I'm not there digging for that. Um, the kids might share with me something that's going on. Um, I'm not so interested in the details. I'm interested in how it's affecting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I'm able to help a kid identify them, what they're feeling, what they're thinking, um, and move move through those feelings and thoughts, and come out healthy on the other end. It's it's amazing. It's wonderful. So if if you're maybe a little bit worried about counseling for yourself or for your kids, um, it's a no judgment yeah, area. Yeah, I uh, I work. We work counselors we especially community-based we work with everybody um one of the most important things that we can do is not judge anybody that we work with i walk into a home that maybe is kept to a different standard than i mine um i'm there for the kids i'm there for that team to be part Mm -hmm. of the team um i'm not there to judge i'm not there to judge somebody's parenting style i can give suggestions if they if they want um there's tons of resources out there for parenting and things like that. And we offer those, um, a lot of those resources, but counseling, counseling saved my life. Hmm. (laughs) That's awesome. So, um, I'm hoping that I can return the favor and I think that most of us do. So a lot of times with our young people, it's giving them tools or helping them understand their strengths or identify protective factors, that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what I was saying about uh, helping the kids identify how they're feeling, what they're thinking, uh, and understanding how how whole that impacts their life. And like you're mentioning with those tools, the tools that once we've identified those thoughts and feelings, the tools that they learn, the coping mechanisms, the uh, and, and learning how to protect themselves from their own thoughts, their own feelings, and from others. Um, that's, that's invaluable. 
I appreciate when you were speaking about, um, you know, you can give tips or you can suggest things, but I like that understanding of a counselor isn't in there to fix the life situation because no. life is hard and life can be hard. And it's yeah. not that you can necessarily change what that young person's going through. No. I can't fix. Anything. But you can help strengthen their resolve or their ability to walk through that, which is a skill that they'll need mm -hmm. throughout life. You know? I, I think me personally too, is I can, I can give the kids um, an adult male that they can communicate huge, with. Huge. Um, and just somebody who I try to, I try to be um, as accessible to them as possible. And uh, that's what we offer. That's what counseling is. We're not, we're not problem fixers. <laughs> I, only you can fix your own problems, but sometimes you don't have, you don't know how. Once right. you learn, well, you can fix yourself. You can fix your own concerns. Great. Well, I just want to say this was a great conversation. Yeah. Um, I want our listeners to know if you have a young person and what, what would you say would be that trigger to say, hey, could they, my child see a school-based counselor or maybe it's your grandchild or a neighbor's child if you're seeing things, what what does that process look like? Can they just talk to a teacher? Us? Yep, yep. If you've got concerns for a child in your life that you care about, um, you can always let anybody from the school know, um, and they will refer them to a counselor like myself. Um, and we're always we're always – Willing and able and happy to take somebody new. Now I'm going to say there's school-based counselors, I think, in all districts in Tuscarawas County. That's right. So that's something that's accessible. Um, what if people are worried about confidentiality in the school? How does that, how's that dealt with? Well, um, like I mentioned before about the release of information, that gives me the opportunity to, to work closely with the school. But do they pull students out of classroom? Do the, other okay, people know? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, there's lots of ways to handle that. Um, when the kids are being pulled from school or from classes, nobody's going to know why they're being pulled. Okay. So little Mario is going to get pulled for a session. They'll call the teacher and say, hey, could you send Mario with his books to the, the office? He'll be up here for a little bit. That's all they say. Great. Because yeah. I, I do know some people still have those barriers about confidentiality. Yeah, no, and I mean, that's a huge concern. Sure. A lot of the kids do too. Okay. So. so if you have a young person you're concerned about, you can let someone know at the school know and they know how to access the school-based counselor. That's right. If you don't want to access resources in the school, what are other ways you can get help for a young person? Well, there's, uh, there's crisis lines um, and there's also uh, online uh, resources available. Off the top of my head, you could call uh, Job and Family Services. You could call uh, a local agency. Um, I work for Ohio Guidestone, Personal and Family Counseling Services, but there's also Community Mental Health. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever you got to do. Wonderful. So um, thank you. I think that's really great um, to know about school-based counseling, um, the benefits of counseling. I yeah. really appreciate your heart and your service. <laughs> thank and you. I can, I can tell you'd probably be really fun for the students to work with, which is, right. <laughs> oh, that's neat. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, just thank you for having me. Oh, thank I, you for this being has here. This has been a lot of fun. This has been fun. 
Okay, guys, I appreciate you being here today. I hope you learn a little bit more about school-based counseling and just the benefits of counseling in general and that we do have these wonderful people. I, I love our counselors. I think, you know, you also are, have been that frontline defense that have never stopped through a whole COVID. I know, Ohio Guidestone, yeah. immediately. How do we meet the needs of our community members? They very quickly went to telecounseling, and I think now you can get tele, you can get in-person, yep. phone counseling, pretty much anyway, yep. just to access someone, um, to process what's going on. And, you know, I, I just say this, as someone has never had counseling before, just know it, it doesn't have to be this huge, big crisis in your life. It could be as much as, hey, 2020 has thrown me for a loop, and, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling like I normally feel, um, having trouble, trouble just yeah. getting through. Just, just the anxiety. We, yeah. all, we all got it right now. We all do, all of us. And uh, having somebody to talk to, somebody that's not in the circle, yeah. sometimes really helps. Sounds good. Yeah. So if you want to just kind of get tuned up or check in, reach out to one of our local counseling agencies. Mario, thanks for being here for today. And you know, again, if you want to hook up some services for your young people, I hope you have a better understanding of how that works and how to do that. So thanks, and uh, I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast. Please follow us on Facebook and visit our website at adctusk.org.